Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, there's no doubt that Nikki Haley will have a very tough campaign ahead of her for the 2024 presidential election, but she's still running. She's in, and you don't run for president unless uh, you at least go through some of the process. And we always want to look kind of behind that process. Who was in the room? What were they looking at in terms of data and numbers and path and finances and all of those things? Uh, so you have to always look at it. What is the path? What is the lane that you're going to occupy? What does that look like? Uh, what's the early polls uh, telling you in terms of information? And as always, when we want to look at the story behind the numbers, so we turn to our friends at Sean Cooperman Research and Zoe Young's vice president at Sean Cooperman and uh, joins us on the line. Zoe, thanks for coming back on the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, so if, if you're in the room uh, where it happened there with Nikki Haley making a decision to uh, throw her hat in the ring for 2024, uh, what do we know from the numbers this early in the program? And what do you think she was looking at that made her have a sense of, hey, this is the, this is worth a run? Well, so I don't really think that Haley is, as you mentioned, a very serious contender for winning the nomination. She's currently at a really distant third or fourth place in polling behind Donald Trump, who is generally in first place, and Ron DeSantis in second. Um, I don't really see a scenario where she eclipses 12 to maybe 15 percent in polls, given the loyalty of the Trump wing of the party and then the establishment's focus on nominating DeSantis. Um, What I do see maybe happening is her splitting off a small piece maybe of the non-Trump vote, perhaps early in the primaries, which could potentially help Trump ultimately win the nomination. Um, But in terms of um, the rationale for her candidacy, um, her kind of pitch is basically electability. And so when announcing, she said that Republicans have lost seven out of the last eight popular votes and that she could win the general election. But if you look at the polls, DeSantis is kind of seen as the most electable Republican against Trump. So unless he flames out in a big way, um, you know, like Scott Walker did in 2016 or something like that. I don't see another Republican really owning that pitch. That being said, I do think that there is something to be said for um, getting in the race, raising her national profile and um, her potentially becoming one of the top potential VP picks for either Trump, DeSantis or whomever ultimately wins the nomination. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I think looking back at some of these uh, previous races, 2016, 2020 on the Democratic side, uh, I was going back through looking at uh, President Biden where he was at various times. Uh, and there were there were moments in some of those places like Iowa and, and uh, even South Carolina where he was down in the teens uh, for a yeah, little while. Yeah, well, yeah, Biden did, Biden did have a difficult time in those, you know, those early, the, the way that the primaries are structured, um, it can be really, you know, it can be really variable, especially for someone like Biden, who um, ultimately ended up winning the nomination because um, on Super Tuesday, all right. of the Democrats decided to coalesce around him and back him. But he was a lot of people were thought that he was dead in the water after Iowa and especially New Hampshire. Yeah, and and still kind of on uh, on twenty twenty, there were those interesting runs. You had Elizabeth Warren had uh, a little run and a bump. You had uh, Pete Buttigieg had a had a little push and a and a go uh, and a few others. Is it because of the the age that we live in that anybody can get a a moment, a social media moment, and have a surge? Uh, but then, of course, the test is can you can you convert that uh, moment into some real forward movement? I definitely, I definitely think that has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, there's so much information out there about each of the candidates. It's more than just 
a standard debate format. Um, and I think that that definitely plays a role. Um, I think that definitely plays a role in it. I thought it was interesting today that uh, Senator Tim Scott uh, congratulated Nikki Haley on getting in, and uh, but also was very quick to say that you know the campaign can probably handle two from from South Carolina. Uh, it, both in your numbers and just in terms of uh, what you're you're hearing, uh, does that look like a, a likely? They they seem to occupy a pretty similar lane. Um, does does that seem like something that we're going to see in the next uh, couple of months? Um, you know, it's possible. Tim Scott is definitely when um, in these horse race polls that one like the one I just referenced when they list the potential candidates, he's definitely on there. Um, he usually does poll below Haley. Um, so I think he might be one of the many Republicans to throw his hat into the ring. But again, I think that the more, you know, the bigger the field, the stronger the likelihood that Trump becomes the nominee. So that might also be a consideration for um, you know, mm. someone like Tim Scott or some maybe some of the more moderate, um, more moderate Republicans could, that could throw their hat in like Larry Hogan or, you know, people like that. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and so as you, as you look at how this starts to, to coalesce, and, and of course, you can always throw in a, a national or international event can always start to causing things to, to shift a little bit there. Uh, most people uh, believe that Governor DeSantis will get in and uh, everyone's saying he will wait until June when the legislative session is over in Florida. Uh, what is your sense from the numbers in terms of kind of that head-to-head uh, between uh, Governor DeSantis and a, a former President Trump? I mean, look, Donald Trump is currently leading right now. His, his followers and his base is still very loyal to him. I think that DeSantis um, is the, the current establishment favorite and the current media favorite, so he has that going for him. But I do think that once he maybe gets in the ring with Trump, as we've seen many times before, once someone gets in the ring with Trump, Trump, you know, once he feels threatened, he goes all out and, us- and usually can knock them out, for lack of a better word. So I think that it will be interesting to see whether Ron DeSantis, you know, the, the promise of Ron DeSantis that I think the establishment is articulating can hold up against the negative against a really targeted negative campaign that will eventually, you know, that will eventually come at him. Yeah. You mentioned some of the others who are talking about it, some of the more moderate components there or a Mike Pompeo or a Vice President Pence. Uh, is this one of those we've had such large fields, both uh, Democrats in 2020, Republicans in 2016. Uh, does this end up being a really big field or is maybe a little less uh, this time around, uh, given the fact that that seems to play to the advantage of the former president if it's a very big fractured field, where, as you mentioned, Zoe, uh, the former president has a really solid base that doesn't seem to be going anywhere? Yeah, I mean, it definitely does play to his advantage, and I'm sure that's a consideration for others like Larry Hogan and, you know, people that people like that that are considering, um, you know, people that are considering getting in the race. But um, I do think that the um, like the establishment is very focused on nominating DeSantis. So they're going to do all they can to they're going to do all they can to promote him, which could ultimately end up discouraging others from entering so that it ends up being really like a head to head Trump DeSantis with maybe a few 
with maybe a few others. Um, uh, and, that, and that'll be interesting too, just if it ends up being more head to head with a few uh, floaters in there, if the, if the two knock each other down to the point that there is a, a lane open, so to speak uh, for, for one of those others to jump in. Yeah. I mean, you know, that is, that is definitely, that's definitely possible. You know, Trump and DeSantis are both vulnerable in their own ways. Um, but barring something unforeseen, I don't really see a lane for someone like Nikki Haley to make it like this electability pitch when DeSantis kind of already has that ground covered. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't really, br- I don't really think she brings very much to the Republican party, nor do a lot of the other people that are, um, that people that could enter that is really different than what either DeSantis or Trump are proposing or somewhere in the middle. Mm. I do think, um, Haley stands out to me, obviously, you know, because, her background and her candidacy is historic in the Republican Party. But I do also think that she's handled the issue of Trump better than most other Republicans, you know, kind of towing the line of criticizing him for January 6th without earning his ire. Right. So um, I do think that's a very interesting um, feature of, you know, her yeah. candidacy. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Great analysis as always. Zoe Young's vice president with Sean Cooperman Research. And uh, as always, thanks for helping us get behind the numbers. Look at the nuance to all of that. Uh, Zoe, thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. (laughs) When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Ukraine and uh, what comes next. Stay with us. We'll be back on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio.